You are now experiencing the roller coaster known as country music. Sit back, relax, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, fasten your seat belts, and be sure to tip your waiters and waitresses. Now, without further ado, your guides, Ryan and Jordan. This is the Country Music Critic. Here we are, Jordan. We have a guest with us this week. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to have an unsigned artist. Mm Mm-hmm. He's going to tell us what it's like to be on the other side of the pen when you're not signed yet. The struggles, the thrills. Yes, and he was featured in our 15 Seconds of Fame, and I've also known him since I was about 16 years old. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Crane. How's it going? How y'all doing? Can you hear us? I can hear you. How y'all doing? Good, good. Uh, What about you? What are you up to tonight? Oh, nothing. I've been a, you know... Writing a little bit today and working on the uh, the studio, trying to get it up and going so I can help some of the local uh, writers around here. You know, with some of the people I've met over the years. How All about right. you guys? What y'all up to? Ah, uh, nothing much. It's a it was a calm Sunday with the kids yeah, for me. Yeah, I got the yard mode. I don't. Yeah, so. nothing wrong with that. I know, right? <laughs> so, um, first off, we went to high school together. So we were kind of playing music around that same time. Uh, what? Just fill us in with what happened after school. Uh, after graduation, well, uh, golly, he's diving deep right there. Yes, uh, sir. We we want the fans to truly know you. Well, I guess right after high school, I mean, you know, we you know that summer for the first month, you know, a couple filled. Field get together, field parties, you know, keg beer, and then uh, dad he died about a month and a half after I graduated. Man, I, man, yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. I, I I don't know about you, Jordan, but I just couldn't imagine losing a parent. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said that's my first memory from uh, right after high school. Man, is uh, that it kind of changed my whole life. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine how that would even be. I take it for granted. You know, I still have my you know, parents with me. Yeah, and, uh, I think a lot of people take it for granted. You know, until it's gone, you don't really realize you know what you got. You know, I think I think that yeah, you're right because I did too. And but I don't think that it's really taking it for granted. It's more or less that the the circle of life you expect, you know, that to happen, but not so early in life. It's kind of you know I don't right. want to doubt. Let's get into music a little more if y'all don't yeah. mind. Yeah, not well, a problem, I mean, buddy. It actually leads probably into it because if you think about it, a lot of people, you know, find their their you know, purpose and you know something that drives them, you know, from a tragic yeah. incident. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, some people it takes it takes an addiction and you know, getting out of the addiction in order to find a meaning in their life. So they turn to music. Well, I mean is that kind of what happened with you, or I mean, uh, man, it's, uh, what? Well, my daddy, my whole damn family, you know, it's kind of like they say alcoholism runs, and you know, is in the genes or whatever. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not a doctor, but you know, dad, he uh, he was, he served in Vietnam, and he was he drank a lot. He was a good man. He was meaner than hell, but good man. Uh, and and the war story, that's one of my songs I wrote. I wrote that about him, but way he was but now i mean i struggle i struggle with that you know with drinking a lot i've had you know i've had my share of uh incidents run-ins with the uh 
the boys in blue, which yeah. I respect. I back the blue. Hey, yep, same. I mean, if anyone tells you that they're not struggling with something, they're a fucking liar. Yeah. You know, because we all struggle with something. So, uh, do you have any brothers or sisters? I mean, uh, how was I'm that? I'm the youngest. Yeah, Kevin, I do. Uh, or Ryan, you can edit that out. It's all uh, good, buddy. They they know uh, who I edit am that now. Out. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Actually, I'm the youngest out of four. I've got two older brothers and an older sister. And my oldest brother is 48. And I am... Uh, not that old. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they I just all t- playing music as well, or just you? No, I am uh, actually uh, my uncle Ronnie. He was a gospel musician. He a uh, singer songwriter. He put out three albums, and he uh, passed away probably uh, let's see ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, just natural causes on that. It's my mom's brothers who that was Ronnie Lee Dahl. And uh, and then my mom, she's got a beautiful voice. That's where I got my actual love for uh, uh, singing was her. She'd sing like Patsy Cline and uh, Loretta Lynn. So who taught you to play guitar? Uh, actually, the way that happened is I'd wanted a guitar since I was like seven years old. And my dad had one, but he wouldn't ever let me play it. But he didn't play it either. So I was like, what? And uh, my uncle from Texas, Thomas Malden, actually brought one up to me my 16th Christmas. He brought one up to the uh, early, early 90s American Stratocaster, black with a white pickguard. He taught me how to play Whiskey River by Willie Nelson. Actually, didn't even do that. He taught me G, D, and C. That's, that's all Elvis le- knew. <laughs> yeah, that's the only lessons I've ever had in my life. I taught, I taught myself everything else. Cool. Yeah, that that's all Elvis knew. G, yeah. C, and D. Yeah. That's right. You know, Three quarters of the truth, baby. Yeah, you got something in common with Eminem. His uncle Ronnie got him into music as well. Really? Yeah. Uncle really? Ronnie. <laughs> I had Old Uncle Ronnie coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, okay, here we are. You're out of school. You've learned to play guitar. So, what happens next? I get married. Okay. Now, I think you come and hung out in my living room around 2010, maybe. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think she was pregnant then. And because I think I remember her being pregnant when you come over at my house and played a few songs. Okay. Do you remember that? Uh, yes. Okay, you're talking about my son's mother. Yes. We, Me and her were engaged. We were together about eight years, but we were we were only engaged. We're Commonwealth married because after seven. Yeah. Uh, I was married. I got. Is that real though? Commonwealth marriage. It is, man. They take that more serious than an actual paper, like an actual marriage. Marriage. Really? Kentucky and Pennsylvania. Yes. If you use a a driveway for seven years, that's not even on your land. After seven years, if you've used that and uh, nobody's ever stopped you, that's your land. Oh, that's right. Possession's nine-tenths of the law. So if I just went to your house and drove around back every day for seven years. If I stopped you one day. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So back to you. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I got married, uh, and uh, she was actually, you know, she was a a good woman. We just didn't work out. We got married, and then by the time, we we didn't see our second anniversary. And I went and processed at Melts for the Army. And uh, when I came back, it just kind of was something different. And, uh, which, you know, she, uh, had a baby with another musician, local musician. And I think the world of this guy 
and his brother. Uh, and then after that, then, you know, a couple years went by, and then I met Brandy, who's my son's mother. And, I, you know, my son is Staley James. You know, I'm a, I like grunge, and, and, you know, that's Allison Chains. I really love Allison Chains. So. Me too. Yeah. That's my exactly, man. That's what, that's what I yeah, grew it's up It's crazy on. that I do country, like, you know, a country-ish kind of genre because. Yeah, because know, that is. Yeah, that that's what you remind me of more than anything. You well, know, I'm trying and, to pioneer in grungery, grunge country. My manager keeps telling me that stupid. Do not say that word again to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe I've heard it from anyone else. So how do you spell it? It's a G R U N G E. That's unique. That's, grunge try. Yeah, that, that sounds like something Jordan would listen to because he it went was. down that same path that you're talking about with yeah. Allison Chains. Yeah. Pearl well, if you listen, Nirvana. if you go and look at Cole Wetzel on a yeah, Apple a lot Music, like that. Yep. yeah, it, it, his description is a country music with an infusion of grunge. Mm-hmm. And I really respect Cole at his age for what he does. Yeah, he's extremely talented. Yes, I hear he it actually in your voice, the you know a grunge sound. I do hear it. H- have you ever thought about doing that type of music, or is your heart in country? Uh I have uh, actually. I just don't really uh, put them out there. I write. I've been writing, um, you know, alternative music. That was actually the first few songs that I ever wrote were alternative. Uh, I was in a band called Craven when I was around nineteen, twenty-ish, and we actually uh, had a song recorded that ran on some airwaves out in the Midwest. Oh, that's I couldn't impressive. tell you which radio stations because you know, but it's been so long ago. Yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, I have. A, I've written a bunch. I have some recorded that I recorded, you know, personally that I haven't let. That's kind of like the album I put out, Rain Dog. It's not really a. Uh, it's not really a country song. It's more of like a. You know. Yeah. yeah. So so here we are. You're out of high school. You learn to play guitar. You got a baby boy. Now, where where were you at at that point? Because I know you said you took a little bit of a break, right? I did. Uh, I was actually uh, okay. So when I was twenty six, I was doing uh, you know the the uh, open mic circuit around the region, which is you know Southern Kentucky region, you know Northern Tennessee, uh, Eastern Kentucky, you know that kind this region right here. And uh, uh, a lady from that she actually was a scout for Universal had invited me to Tullahoma, Tennessee, Fast Jacks, actually. I went down there and I played with uh, a couple guys that actually have a name now. You know, they made, you know, pretty, not real, real, real big, but they're doing great for themselves, better than I did. And, but so they, they offered me a deal. And when I came back, uh, because my son's mother went down there with me, and we came back, about a couple weeks later, she found out she was pregnant. So I turned the deal down because I only wanted to be dad. You know, that was best my that was my dream. Absolutely. And then, yeah. And over the past couple of years, you know, it's uh, some things happened and I just decided, hey, I'm gonna put I'm gonna give it one more shot because uh, a buddy of mine told me that he didn't think I could do it. But you know what? Sturgill Simpson was thirty five whenever he uh, quit his job and what is he? He's a Grammy winner, ain't he? Right, right. That is exactly right. Sturgill is uh he is a He's very unique in his voice. I mean, you really can't compare him. In his if style, you, too. Yeah, and if you did compare him, I've heard him do Merle Haggard covers, yeah. and he is mm. phenomenal at that, you know? Yeah. He's good at rock, too. So now, 
your recent album that you have out, where did you have it recorded at? <laughs> all right. <laughs> I got you. I got you, brother. Uh, yeah. we're, we're just now trying we'll get to get all we're, we're just trying to get all the facts. No, I mean this is what needs to be said. And yeah. there's and people that know and, me and where people can get the album too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And people that know me know that I'm a straightforward guy and some people love me for it and uh, some people hate me for it. Honesty you know, is the key, world, brother. I had it recorded at Stillhouse down in Salina, Tennessee. Okay. I believe I've heard of them. I believe. And uh, I'm not I'm not gonna bash him on on public. I just think that he's not for everyone. Because if you got a unique artist that comes in there with a vision, like Sturgill could not record there. Because the whole time I was there, man, I went there three different times trying to get a sound. And, oh, that's not right. I was like, how do you know it's not right? I'm the one that damn wrote it, not you. <laughs> well, you right? know, I, t I tell you this, from honest experience, the first time that I went in a studio, they put a click track in my ear and I about lost it. I was yeah, like, no. I, I cannot do this click. And you probably know the guy, Ashley Thompson from uh, Tville. I know him real well. Yeah, okay. So I recorded beat up trucks in his basement mm -hmm. and I had that click and I'm telling you, Jesse, I, I couldn't even remember my name. I'm telling you, I will not let nobody put a metronome near, anywhere near me. I will break it. So so you don't do that? How, how do you record? I do not use a metronome. I will never, and if someone tries to get me a metronome, I will tell them how I feel about it. But I will not, and I'll say this, I will not take anything away from Andy. He is a great engineer, but just not for everyone. Yeah, I'm not going to bash the man. He He's recorded Ward Davis. He's recorded Chris Knight. He's great, Oh wow. but just not for everyone. So he's done those artists? Yeah, he's and he's good. Yeah. Okay, he just, I could never get comfortable in his environment because he wanted me to sound like a certain way, and I was like, dude, that's not me. I'm me. I'm coming in here. I'm going to do it my way. I'm paying you to do something, so do it the way I say it. And yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's my money, right? Right, my time. absolutely. I never you know, recorded any music in the studio, but I would imagine – you would have to be as comfortable as possible in order like to, you know, yeah, put out what you want to put out. Yeah. Am I right? If you're yeah. the the you know slightest kind of, you know, Hiccup. uneasy or on edge, it's yeah. gonna be a little awkward. You're not gonna get that relaxed sound that you want. And you know, that's like George Strait, he's had the same producer uh his entire life. You know? And I, I believe once you find a producer, and I tell you what, man, I've heard your stuff that's not produced by anybody but yourself, and it sounded pretty decent. Oh, no, it sounds damn good. It sounds way better than, so you know, you maybe not the audio quality. Are you, are you doing your own recording now? I am. Uh, I'm actually talking to Andrew Hopper of uh, Kiss Kiss Banga, maybe about recording with him. He's going to remix some stem tracks that I have from uh, Stillhouse, and I, I'll give him a go because uh, the guys in Kiss Kiss Bang, good friends of mine. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, they're rocks. I mean, that's kind of crossing over right there. So now what is uh, your favorite song that you've ever recorded out of all of them? Recorded or written? Uh, either one. Wh whichever one is just like the top song for you. Hmm. The one that means the most to me 
as a poll. I believe I've heard you cover that a time or two on Facebook. Yeah, yeah Paul, is, uh, I wrote that. It's about everything that I want to tell my boy in case I don't get to make it to when he's 18. You know, anything can happen, you know, between now and he's only nine. And it's been seven months since I've seen him. Oh, man. I Not by choice. Yeah. But now, yeah. Paul, and then War Story, I wrote that about PTSD and our veterans. Yeah. And then uh, a newer one is Too Much, Too Hard, Too Fast. I like that one a lot. Now, when people come to see you live, do you do any covers? Because I know sometimes <laughs> as an unsigned artist, you kind of got to pull those Sweet Home Alabama tunes out. You know, you kind of got to pull out stuff that you wouldn't be jumping up and down to do, but you do. Uh, what do you normally cover? I do I do, do covers, and uh, uh, hopefully you'll touch on my standpoint on cover of musicians, and I emphasize musicians because, but uh, I do I do Chris Knight's It Ain't Easy Being Me is one that's yes. you know, set in stone, but I do that. Uh, let's see, uh, I do Tyler Childers' uh, Universal Sound, and a lot of people don't even know that's a Tyler Childers song. It's off his album Purgatory. It's, number, it's a track 10. Yes, great song. It's a lot different than his other songs on that album, but uh, yep. it's it's well, a lot more it, produced than the rest of the you know songs on that album. But yeah. it is a I love that song. Yeah, well, you have to like have the connection with it to know, you know to true. like the song to know what he's talking about the Very universal true. sound about. When you go through certain things in life and it just gets too much, close your eyes and just listen to everything around you. You know that. What is the song, Jordan, that you told me was about a lady that he used to, like, have a connection with and she died? Uh, Follow You to Virgin? Yes. I did yep. not know that until jo we did an episode over Tyler, and it's that just most, brought a whole new perspective it's to a, it. Uh, it's our most listened to episode ever. Yes. It's, it's, episode. it's pushing 300 plays. It's, it's over four. It's over oh, three. It's almost oh, 400. Oh, it's almost 400 on that one. Yeah, so Tyler that's in our 400 club. He's got a great backstory if you actually dig deeper mm -hmm. into what the mainstream media says. Tyler's actually a very educated, a very intelligent mm -hmm. man. He went to my yeah. alma mater at Western Kentucky University. He dropped out. Whoop, whoop, WKU, I live in Bowling Green. That's right, that's right. I lived there for years. And when I got married, I moved to the, uh, yeah, Barron County. Yeah. Back where yeah, I was that's from. That's my home, that's, yeah, yeah. that's my homestead right there. Is, so now, what did you mean covers? Like, there's, what was your th theory on cover bands? Oh, cover bands that, uh, I wrote the song Cover Song, and uh, that is a big standpoint of mine that I really didn't care when I released that song. If people do not like the fact that if a person is making a living off singing other people's song and not paying them royalties, their families once they're dead and gone, that's theft, ain't it? Well, unless you look at it by the entertainment standpoint, if they're putting it on an album, the way I yeah, look at it, is yeah, that is that what you mean? Them. Like they're putting it on an album and selling it? Well, that would be cutting. That would be cutting one. Covering and cutting is two different things. And I, I do covers. I, I mean, what I'm what I'm saying is, if if a cover musician comes along and they're talking down about an original artist's music, we really don't give a damn what y'all think. Right. You know? Right. 
because you're doing another person's story. You're you're telling their story that's already been told while we're trying to tell ours. Dang you know, it. and there's people out there struggling that have lived stuff. It's like Keith Whitley. The song cover song is about a, a local cover musician doing a lot of Keith Whitley songs. Mm-hmm. And Keith Whitley is a Kentucky native, and he's my dad's favorite mm, artist and no stranger to the rain. I can cover that song front to back, no mess-ups at all, but I don't do it live. Why? Because it means something to me. Gotcha. Yeah. So now, in uh, let's just, you know, we're just sitting here chilling. What what happened at the dive? Because I caught <laughs> a little bit of it on social media, but that is one thing that I will tell you. Okay, this is my honest advice to you, and don't take it the wrong way, and it may make you unique to keep doing it, but some artists share way too much on social media. And I, myself, I would be guilty of it because until I met Jordan, you know, and he kind of gave me that democratic stance kind of view that I'm not really excited to talk about. But quit saying democratic. <laughs> yeah, don't, sometimes, don't say that. sometimes. Hey, let, let's leave politics to me. Well, sometimes, sometimes I would get on social media and just say whatever the hell I thought. But, you know, when you're famous and you're trying to, you really can't say everything that you think. Well, hell, you look at it now, all these famous people are getting in trouble for shit they said 20 years ago. Right, right. I mean, you you, you legit have to watch everything you say, no matter if you're three years old all the way up to... Or if you're out drinking with somebody and you say something funny at that time and they film you. I'm worried about a wind of that. Right. So, back to that. With the social media, no, the dive, uh, no, all that was over. I man, I was there since before day one, and it wasn't even that they canceled the the St. Patrick's Day show. It was the way they done their bar manager because she's a good friend of mine, and she's actually engaged to a, another really good friend of mine. And when I found out that they had done what they done to her, that's what prompted the video. The, the Facebook video of me yes, cutting the dog. Yes, you ripped the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've still got it, too. I mean, it's, yeah. on, it's like you can't find it unless, you know, unlock it or whatever, yeah. make it not private. But there was a – it was something I felt that people needed to see because a lot of people thought that I, like, kind of owned that place for a long time. And they would call me when someone got fired or if something happened. I'm like, guys, the only choice or only decision I'm making there is what drink I want. And you know, yeah. but I was a I was an ambassador for that place, and I really wanted to see them do well. But I don't think they're going to do. I don't think they're going to because Rock's Glass with uh, Matt Stazel and Alex Goldsmith, they're about to open up here uh, in about a week. I think they have their first show with Mongo uh, Luther, and uh, no, not Mongo uh, Luther Wolf Island Cosmonauts and one other that I've never heard of. Though. I got to be and honest. Then I played you know. there August thirteenth. I play, and me and Joe. I think it's uh, uh, Mason Gentry, me, uh, Zach Musgroves, and one more that I can't, that doesn't come to mind right now. But the Rocks Glass right down the road from the dive, uh, and then Landers and Wangalang, all them. But right. And then also the, uh, su- the Paddle for Suicide Awareness in Munferville on the 30th. Okay. Uh, that. Me and Joe Blaylock and uh, Cody Ryan Early. And Kyle Doty, we're all doing that, which is a great cause. Y'all come out. does not cost anything to go. Y'all go down the river. 
and uh, it's in Mumfordville at the park right there under the bridge. Yeah. So I was you know, intimidated by that bridge because it's so tall. Yes, it is. <laughs> and all the poison ivy around it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'll have to admit, I have no idea what he's talking about when he talked about the dive. <laughs> like, I live technically in Cave City, but I have, I don't like, I've never been to the Well, dive. it's a bar, man, and, you know, it's a great place, and I, I love Letitia and Shannon and Debbie. I love all three of them. They're like family to me. I just don't, when, I don't care, you're either on the right side of right or you're on the wrong side of wrong, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't, you can't treat people a certain way and expect you know, to never have to, to answer for it. I mean, it says that in good book. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, and I still love them. So now, if uh, if people want to find your music, what's what's the best place for them to do? Uh, you go to uh, YouTube is where, you know, my B-sides are. You can go to Apple Music or Spotify, Amazon, uh, iHeart. But YouTube or my Facebook page or TikTok, you know, I got a TikTok and, you know, most of the stuff on there is a bunch of BS. I get on and have fun. Let's go. Yes. You do the dances and stuff. I did actually. <laughs> I actually did do the uh, the Applebee's dance. Oh, okay. uh, what was it? Warren, what was his name? Uh, Walker Hayes. Walker Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually so, did do that. Is so now you know where I stand on it. I I really feel like. It it is almost impossible for artists to make it if they're not in Nashville. What's your thoughts on that? I love Nashville. I went down there. I was down there uh, what Saturday, Boston. Yeah, and I was in Printer's Alley, and you know, just now I met a lot of good people, and you know, you know some of the. That's what Trevor he used to always tell me. Who works with Garth? He's like, you got to live here. Because those late nights where you can go right with somebody or meet somebody, you you just you never know when that door's going to open, and it's kind of hard when you got to say, "Hey, I'm 80 miles away, but I can be there as soon as possible." So that's why yeah. I I always support people. Like if this is what you want to do and you can't think of doing anything else, you got to be in Music City. I see oh, yeah. only one other option if you do not live in you know, Nashville, and that is you have to have the most intense social media accounts around. Yeah, to as push long it. as you're still playing like stages around, because you got to get that time in front of the fans to see what they you know like. Absolutely, and what they it's like a stand-up comedian. They they have to work out their material and you know, see what you know connects with. Yeah, the customer basically. Yeah. So, I do think there is a benefit from living in Nashville. It's a big benefit because you get to be around all the other people who are trying to do the same thing you are. Yeah. And ultimately, that's a lot of people's goals is to make it. You know. Yeah. They they yeah. just want to make it. I mean, yeah. Some people get a song cut. Some people, you know, write a couple songs. Yeah. Some people are one hit wonders. Yeah. But you know what? Well, All of them success. Well, you know, success. like uh, Jeremy Spielman, I don't know, uh, Jesse, if you listen to that episode, but he's from Barron County, and he moved down there in 96 and was kind of in that class with Eric Church. And yeah, I know. What, Jeremy Spielman, he uh, ran track and cross-country at Barron County. He's my cousin, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, see, you he know, he, he jumped right in there 
and you know move down there of course nashville is a lot different now than it was in 96 i'm sure the rent is through the roof oh my god i can't imagine but laney wilson a month yeah. for one room apartment mm-hmm. laney wilson lived in a camper mm-hmm. you know josh london uh not to glasgow gonna, josh london i was just gonna he ask you if you knew josh or co-wrote best shot yep yep for jimmy allen oh wow yep. i was just gonna ask you if you yeah, you know, i knew josh yeah he's a great above me i know i knew josh i ain't seen him in ages he's a year younger than me i used to go watch him all the time in bowling green when he played the brewing company and uh tid balls and all them now is he yep. country yeah oh okay yeah he wrote uh you know the best shot yeah jimmy allen yeah, yeah i remember field parties in high school you know uh me josh uh drew and chambers and harvest and all them you know we uh sit around with our guitars you know and play around the campfire and you know, heck, yeah. he actually went out there and done it. Scott Buchanan from Burley Cruz. Heck, I don't even know why they ain't do nothing anymore. Remember, Andy Joe and all that. I remember Burley Cruz. I remember them. I used to watch him a lot, too, when I lived yeah. in Bowling Green. Uh, so I got a, uh, yeah, a few questions. Of all your travels you know, playing music, is there a venue you have played that made you feel like, you know, you're on the right path? Like, you know oh, this is, if they all feel like this, I want to do this for the rest of my life. There's, I've been to two of them. Okay. Fast Jacks in Tullahoma, which is not open anymore, but most recently, uh, Mr. Aaron Shriver of Gaining Fast on Memphis. Much love, brother. You gave me a shot, and I, I love it to death. Uh, Live Oak, I played his uh, 40th birthday. What, I've June seen that. 25th. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, Josh Kaiser. I don't know if you got to meet him. He's one of our yeah you know, show friends. We he, met. He is phenomenal. But uh, I think I may have talked to him. I talked to a uh, Hunter Thomas Mounts. He was really, really awesome. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Aaron's got his you know, finger on the pulse of all yeah kinds of up and comers, he and he's he's doing it. He's all in, and now he's. He's left everything else behind, and he's went solo. And it takes uh-huh. bravery to do that. It takes. Yes, us we talked about me and him talked about that. Yeah. Oh man, like he's kind of like I think he's kind of like uh, just I don't know about him because you know a lot of people like to to dislike me because of my I'm really straightforward, and but he has helped me so much. Uh, Aaron, I, I would do anything in the world for that man. He's an awesome person. But I think, I mean, that's what it is. You know, I know how I am, and I need to tone it down sometimes. But I just think the world would be a lot less confusing. Confusing if people would just say it how it is. I agree with that. You know, I should probably be like, uh, you know, your manager, kind of like I do, you know, Ryan now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He asked me about three. certain situations. I'm like, man, you probably want to look and, at it like and, this. And I've changed that with age, you know, because, <laughs> and I was the worst person to – if something Snap. pissed me off, I just aired it on Facebook. And, Drop of the hat. Yeah, just sometimes if shit. you give it 24 hours, yeah, you may not even post it. Yeah, just let it breathe. Yeah. Because ultimately you have to look at, is this going to benefit me? And if it's not, if you're just looking like to bring somebody down, this is yeah. what I've told Ryan a, a Yeah, that's times. exactly right. Yeah, yeah. You, and just yeah, leave it. If it's not going to benefit you, but it's going to drag right. somebody down, just leave it. Because I mean, the way I look at it, though, karma's going to find them anyway. Eventually, is I'm not going to mention somebody's name if I don't care about them. Right. Like this Colton Kais thing, 
I have love for Colton. I've heard his album. His mm-hmm. song, Broken Man's Eyes, man, I know it by heart. I can play it. And every time I hear it, I cry. I love that song. And I just want to, I don't want to see him fall victim to just settling because he's got a lot of talent. And just like, and, and I'll mention these two right here. And they're doing it. Alex Napier and Daybreak. And then uh, TJ Summer, Sumners and uh, the Locomotives. Those are two really great young group groups that are amazing. With and John just, Ladd. John Ladd's in lo- Locomotive. Oh, John really. Ladd. That's my yeah. boy right there. Yeah, the we've had a... Me and him what did a wedding. No, Shout get this. Him. Me and him did his brother's wedding. It was the first time that I ever played music at a wedding. And the preacher come up and he's like, where's the keg? I'd never been to a Catholic wedding. And you can ask John, I promise you this, I put my hand on the Bible. We were in the middle of family tradition. He was playing, I was playing, and I was singing. A fight broke out between (laughs) the bride and the mother-in-law. I promise you. Ask John about it. Didn't start off very well. Yes, and it was like, okay, this is on the bucket list. I've been to one Catholic wedding, and... I mean, it, they it was a knockdown drag out. It got awkward with me. Yeah. I'd never been to one. I went, uh, some of my friends from you know, college, you know, she was from Owensboro. Yeah, you know, Shout out Jess. She got married up there. Um, we went, we went to the, <laughs> there was, uh, all right, so the ceremony lasted forever. Yeah. And afterward, I knew, you know, going in, Catholics you know, drank. Yeah. I'm thinking, this is, this is going to be fun, you know. So we sat down. There's, I think they have four kegs, and there was like 250 people there. I'm thinking, well, that's not going to last very long. And it didn't. So they went out. After like two hours, we floated all of them. They went out and got <laughs> three more. Wow. And after three-fourths of the people had already left, so at the end there, this is like three hours into the reception, I'm sitting at the table in front of the Catholic priest, and he asked me what – he said, "He said, he said, what kind of church did you grow up going to? Because it was obvious that I had yeah. been to a Catholic wedding." He said, uh, "You know, I told him I said old, <clears throat> old fashioned uh, missionary Baptist." He said, "Oh, he said I have a joke about Baptists." I said, "Oh yeah," I said, "Well, I have, I have a Catholic joke." <laughs> he said, "He said, oh, oh, he said, all right, I want to hear it." I said, "No, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. not doing that because it's not going to work out real well for you." Uh-uh. He's like. No, I'll tell you my joke, and then you tell me your joke. So he talked me into it. I was yeah feeling fantastic at the time. Yeah. So I was I was like, all right, if it gets down. Hey, well, I'm Southern Baptist. Oh, yeah, um, there you go. My mom was Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah. She's Pentecostal. My dad is Southern Baptist. And uh, you talk about Bible slapping, snake yeah. grabbing. And yeah. The first time that I heard it, I, I thought it was a football coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get up out up at the yard line now. Yeah. yeah. But hey, you know, they preach that gospel, man. They, they, do. they preach it. Them Southern Baptists preach it better than anybody ever heard, I'm telling you. They will. And if it don't touch your heart, something. No, I mean, they don't care. They walk right yeah, up to you and tell it. Yeah. Tell you how they feel. I guess that's where I get my kind of uh, over. It could be. Yeah. Overbearing, you right. know, you know, outlook from I don't care what I say because I want to help people. I don't do it to hurt anybody. I don't. But I want my dad was in the 101st Airborne. He served from 69 to 71. My uncle was a Marine 
from 67 to 70. Then my grandpa, Purple Heart recipient out of World War II. All right, so I grew up in a military family. So, you know, 45, the sheets and stuff like that, you know, make sure don't be walking around in wrinkled clothes, right. you know. Yeah. Move a pile of bricks just because I told you to, to teach your character. Yeah. That's, uh, Go ahead. And that's something we got away from, I think, in oh, society. Yeah. But, we did. yeah, to finish my story real quick. So uh, I told him to uh, tell me his joke first. and uh, so Tell me the joke. I want to hear the joke. His joke was uh, – yeah, something about how we all you know, think that it's not right to drink, but we all drink anyway. That's you know, essentially what it boiled down to. I think it was like you know, borrowing something, like a, you know, two bottles of whiskey from the preacher or something was the punchline. I looked at him. I was like, yeah, I'm not telling you mine. He said, <laughs> he said why? I said, because, I mean, I've heard a version of that before. And he was like, no. He said, no, I want to hear it. I said, you don't want to hear this, but I'll tell it. I mean, mind you, I was doing good to stand up. Yeah. Uh, I was I was really young at the time. I don't think, I don't know, I may put myself in that situation again, but I, I haven't for a while, so we'll see. So I told him, I said, all right, what's the difference between uh, a zit and a Catholic priest? <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah, a zit waits till you're 14 to come on your face. Oh, <laughs> Wow. We're getting deep as fucking here, man. (laughs) He was so mad. Hell yeah. He was so mad. If you're offended easily, do not listen to his podcast. (laughs) (laughs) He was so mad. But let me tell you, I'm glad I said it in hindsight. Yeah. Because it was not five years later. There was, I don't know if you remember the story. There was, uh, uh, I think he was in his early 20s. He committed suicide on the steps of a Catholic church in Owensboro. That preacher that you told the joke to? Well, that priest had molested that boy when he was young. Oh, my gosh. And it, it, I mean, if something like that happens to you when you're young, you're going to have mental issues, you know. You don't have no choice. Right. And all those mental demons took him over, and he he decided, you know what, I'm going to have a note on me. And I'm gonna let everybody know what happened. And so the pre- the the priest that, that you know killed himself. He was the it wasn't the priest that, that killed himself. The had happened to him. The you know kid that he molested is the one who killed himself. Oh, but, they, oh see, man, the that right there. Mm-hmm. No, the, that kid right there should not have had to go through it. Mm-hmm. The priest should have fucking been ate up. By, I'm sorry, I'm in cuss like oh, that. You're good. <laughs> he should have been ate up, and he should have been the one that done. Oh it. yeah, oh. I agree with that 100. percent yeah. But you know what happened to that guy? It didn't get hey, it didn't Where's Willie Nelson and Toby Keith at? Bear yeah. from a horse, hang him high. Yeah. He didn't get prosecuted. He got uh, shipped to a different, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, church because that's what they Isn't do. Isn't that awful? But, I mean, that's 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 a whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with what we're talking about, so I kind of I kind of brought no, it. I mean, that's oh, something that's been touched on. Man. People just can't go around doing wrong to people. I mean. No. You know, right is right and wrong is wrong. There's a difference in the two. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the kids when you know, kids are involved. That kind hey, of... you do not mess with a kid. That's one thing. No. I got a nine-year-old boy, and he is my life. I'd give the beat in my heart and the breath of my lungs and the blood of my veins to make sure that boy is okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same. From same here. Yeah. So yeah. is there an artist, like if you could work with any artist, who would it be? Parker McCollum. Out of everybody, even Sturgill? Ah, uh, well... Sturgill's already made it. I mean, you know, if you're asking, like, out of the whole spectrum, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, hard you know what I say, one. Eric Church, man. Yeah. The chief. I mean, man. I mean, I think, and I've heard it before. People are always like, "Hey, cover a church song," and and I'll say this, and hopefully he never hears this, that he can't sing just like I can't. But what we do, we make it sound fucking badass. Like if you put us in a, like an opera, like contest, like a talent show, singing technically, mm-hmm. we're not going to cut it. But I know he's not for sure. And I agree with that. I've but, always said me neither, man. I'm, that's what I'm saying. That that. But what we do, we make we break outlaw music. Eric Church is outlaw music. I don't care who wants to argue with me about that. He brought his own thing to the stage, and it was never. Nobody sounded like him before, and they never will. That's true. I might sound kinda. But no, no one will ever sound like him, Waylon, Merle, George, mm-hmm. uh, Willie, Johnny, nobody. That's what outlaw music is. You bring something to the table that no one's ever heard, and they're like, nah, it's no good. And then you're like, no, you're going to hear this shit. I'm going to make it good. You're going to listen to it. And you're going to buy it. And this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. That's outlaw music, man. Eric Church is outlaw. Well, but be Eric see, and and I'm not a fan of uh, the new stuff. I mean, I like his old stuff, but he's kind of went off track a little bit, in my opinion, from the Eric Church that I liked. I mean, they'll, he'll never be able to do another Sinners Like Me album, ever. Oh, no. You know. These boots and the, yeah. That's but, kind um, of, I mean, where he was at at that time, it was, I mean, he's never going to. You know, have to put out an album like that again. No, because never. That was pretty much what got him started. Was that you know that album? Yeah. Um, My so, actual favorite Eric Church song is Crazy Land. Up until okay, yeah, I've that heard came that out, you never heard Crazy Land. I said I have heard that one. That's a, it's a pretty yeah. good one. I mean, before that, opinion. it was would have to be these boots. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and uh, probably a uh, uh, what's the one uh uh. uh Tomorrow I'm taking me fishing. Yep. Hanging yep. Stuff? Yeah. Yep. That's a good one too. Living part of life. Yeah. That yep. one right there. So of all of the uh, you know, country music artists, you know, ever, who is on your Mount Rushmore? Oh Lord, we're gonna have uh, Keith Whitley. Then we're going. We got four of them right on Mount mm-hmm. Rushmore. Yeah. Keith Whitley. Eric Church, Chris Christopherson. Oh, this fourth one, this last one. And I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Towns Vincent. Okay. All right. So, I think. With Blaze Foley being kind of like a backup. Oh, he's on the back of the mountain. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, kind of one of the other ones couldn't show. I love right, Blaze right. Foley, John Prine, and Blaze. Uh, you know, it's John. He's from Illinois, but Kentucky right. claimed him one time. Yeah, ago. oh yeah, we claim him. So, one more question: If you need to close your eyes, you can. Let's imagine you're walking down a deserted highway. It's completely mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of the night. You look to your right, look to your left. There, there are no cars. There are no other people. There are no houses. There are no barns. There's nothing. There's open fields. You walk a little further. You look to your right now. You see two figures in the middle of the field. And you see that one is God and the other one is the devil. 
and you have to sing one song to save your soul, what song are you singing? It doesn't well, have to be. There, I'm sorry. I thought you said there was no people. Well, there wasn't at first, but you ran into <laughs> them. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be one of your songs. It just got to be a song that you sing with every ounce of emotion in your being. All right, so it was God, and who else was it next thing? It'd be the devil. The devil. Mm -hmm. And you got to sing one song to save your soul. And like he said, it didn't have to be a religious Mm -hmm. song. It just has to be a song that you know you can give 110% of yourself to. And who will save your soul? (laughs) Go ahead. I've always wanted to sing it. <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell a little bit. It'll be about thirty second story. Yeah. Okay. You know they say keep your friends close, but your enemies closer, right? Mm-hmm. I have a little boy. He's nine, and for the things I've seen in life, the devil rides shotgun with me because I want to keep him where I can see him, make sure I know what he's doing. Jamie Johnson wrote a song one time, <laughs> "My Saving Grace." About it. There's a line that says, "Uh." I kept there. His daddy kept the devil off his back by taking up his time. All right. So that's kind of where that comes from. And my daddy told me that a few times. I got a little boy. So if I had to say one song that I can do through and throughout, and I wish I'd written it, but I did not. Trent Tomlinson is an amazing songwriter. Mm-hmm. One Wing in the Fire. Yeah, that's a good song. That you heard a, it? Yeah, that is a good yeah. song. Very good song. That is. Well, we are at the 45-minute mark. We, Man, Jesse, we appreciate you taking the time out to kind of give us a little yeah. bit of insight on, you know, what the struggle is of, mm-hmm. you know, an unsigned artist and kind of what you deal with. And, yeah. and your uh, history. Yeah. It was, yeah. 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 Finally, you know, nice to actually get to speak to you. Yeah. I've hey, heard a lot about you, but I'm, sometimes. I'm, I'm sorry, do what? We need to grab some bears sometimes. Yeah. Sounds good. If I can get the, yeah, if I can get away from the boss. <laughs> hey, that's right. Hey, don't, 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 uh, don't neglect the fans, man. That's uh, that's number one right there, family. Yes, sir. So, is uh, where do you want people to go? Facebook to find you. Hey, Facebook. Go on there. I mean, my name is Jesse Crane on there. And then if you go to TikTok, it's Jesse Crane Music. Which you know, it's all social media, man. Uh, some things are serious. A lot of it ain't. I get on there being a, acting a fool. And a YouTube, though, definitely, if you want to hear the more personal, more raw things, go to YouTube. And Obviously, I don't get paid for streams on YouTube. Right. I think I do, but it's not very much at all. Right. But Apple Music, my album is released on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, um, Amazon. But YouTube is where I would rather everyone go if they want to hear actual songs. Okay. So. Cool. You heard that, everybody. Uh, search for Jesse Crane. Um, yeah, buy his album. Yeah, support a local artist. Well, local to us. We're not sure where you all are from, you know, everybody who's listening. But yeah. uh, thank you, everybody, for your time. Uh, thank you, Jesse. Yes, sir. Safe thank you for having me on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Until all right. next time, ladies and gentlemen. Hasta mañana. 
This here podcast was prepared and accomplished by the Country Music Critic. The views and opinions expressed on the Country Music Critic are not necessarily those of the guests, sponsors, or anyone associated with the production of this here podcast. The Country Music Critic releases itself from all misrepresentation. Any information shared on this podcast was researched and obtained using the World Wide Web, a.k.a. the interweb. Comments made on the Country Music Critic are meant to be informative, comical, or just plain silly, and not meant to defame, asperse, calumniate, slander, traduce, vilify, or be malign in any way. Why do you boys consistently make me say all of them tough words? Don't like it. Thanks for joining us on the Country Music Critic, and we'll catch you all next time.